Hello, and welcome to the first episode podcast, whatever you want to call it, of the perfect podcast for imperfect people. I am Cody. Joined with me is JC. Hello, how are you all doing today? And for, I guess, just a general rough uh, overlay of what this podcast planned to be, uh, essentially just two guys talking, recording it for the public. We'll talk about hot topics, world news, go back and forth at each other about our political views, and if anyone asks for it, life advice we've learned over the years. I guess for a simple and easy introduction, uh, I am currently going to school to be a diesel mechanic. Um, I've... Okay, well, yeah, screw it. I'm 18, uh, currently in Florida, hanging out, um, doing my own thing, um, and, I mean, I've, I've been through a lot of different situations, learned a lot of things over life. I've been told once or twice that I have more experience and maturity than my age proceeds, but through the, throughout this podcast, you'll see that that's not true, so... <laughs> uh, I'm JC. I am currently studying robotics and computer science. Uh, I live across the country from Cody. I live in Oregon. Uh, there's not really a whole lot more to me. I mean, I, I draw, I play games, mostly with Cody nowadays. Uh, and uh, I've just been kind of living life on my own for a while. It, uh, it's been something interesting to say the least. Uh, but overall, I think it's just a new experience that I'm quite enjoying. Yeah, I, I've quite enjoyed being out on my own as well. I mean, it's it's definitely a different lifestyle than being with your parents, and it, it takes a hot minute to get used to, and I'm currently living that poor college kid life of cheap food and bad decisions, but, I mean, we won't go into <laughs> detail with that right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I... I think the last few years have really granted us a lot of, uh, I guess, wisdom in regards to just how fucking shitty life can be, and as a result, uh, I think we have a lot of random bits of knowledge to impart on anyone who may ask. Yeah, and I mean, something to surely note, neither me or JC are in by any means licensed therapists, uh, we're not licensed anything. We'll, we'll just, if you ask for it, we'll give you advice based off of what we've learned and share experiences with you as we go on. Um, I, mean, I ain't even got a driver's license. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, either way, uh, that's our short little introduction, and uh, now we'll stutter through to find a topic and go from there. Um, <laughs> we decided just fucking, we, we, we just said fuck it, we were going to wing this episode, and so we didn't actually come up with like a list of topics to talk about or anything, we just decided we're going to introduce ourselves, and we're just going to go from there. Yeah, and I mean, I guess another thing to finish off the whole introduction phase is with this podcast, it's going to be random, it's going to be weird, it's going to be funny, we'll have some deep moments, we'll share experiences, but overall, it's it's intended just for you to sit back, listen, laugh at us, laugh with us, and I mean, we'll have people on eventually if this kicks up, but uh, yeah. We also say fuck a lot. Yeah, it's it's definitely going to be an explicit podcast, so if you have sensitive ears, which we probably should have said before swearing, but if you have sensitive ears, or overall just a general bussy, maybe don't listen, because uh, we're going to share our opinions, and at the end of the day, we don't care if you agree with them or not. So, uh, yeah. Now, to be fair, there is an explicit tag on the episode itself. So there should be. So people disregarded that... Yeah, should be. But if people disregarded that, 
and then we're caught off guard by fuck Zell. That's kind of on them. <laughs> yeah. I I do think that people getting upset over words on the internet uh, has always been very ridiculous, especially when it's just like, my kid used to listen to your podcast, but ever since I heard you guys say fuck, I've been letting just like so we are starting out this episode strong okay that's a topic we can go (laughs) off of yeah people getting upset (laughs) by words i mean i i totally agree i mean i especially right now in the news the biggest thing would have to be the whole country singer uh morgan whalen incident with him saying the n-word and i mean Every word in some sort has a negative impact on somebody, if you would allow it to. But also, at the end of the day, I think everybody says things and jokes about things that they don't mean. Because, I mean, as as a teenager and as a young guy playing games and hanging out with mostly guys, you have locker room talk. You spit stuff back and forth, you insult each other. Everybody throws around racial slurs at least once in their life, and I mean, at the end of the day, in my opinion, as long as the word isn't directly intended to hurt somebody based off of their skin tone, race, religion, whatever it is, it's just words. Let it go. It doesn't impact your life. I mean, it's... I don't know. I I truthfully think that people have gotten too accepting of being insulted by the smallest things. Whatever happened to the statement of sticks and stones will break my bones, but your words will never hurt me. It's completely turned the... It's it's done a 360, and now it's, you know, oh, I'm hurt by you sneezing at me, but, you know, let's, let's throw rocks at cops. Right. I apologize if you hear laughing in the background. My roommate is like four feet from me across my desk. Uh, on top of that, um, I, I think that just based off of the country that we live in, we growing up, uh, especially you know, early nineties, late two or late nineties, early two thousands, like there was still a lot of normalized racism and that kind of gets not I'm, there's a word I'm looking for it's right on the tip of my fucking tongue but it's a part of us that like we it's within literally every human being but it's about recognizing it and then moving on from it and not uh, you know, well, I mean, except as part of you. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter if you're black, white, yellow, green, purple, whatever. It doesn't matter who you are. And it doesn't matter how you've lived your life. As long as there's somebody out there doing better than you or has something you want or, you know, does something you want to do. And it's not specifically anybody, but just as a general, you know, statement. If there's someone out there that is doing better than you, has something you won't, there will always be some sort of hatred or racism or jealousness. I mean, it it doesn't matter, but the fact that we are free-thinking, able-bodied individuals will always cause us to have dislike towards somebody or something, and it's something we can't avoid. I mean, it's everybody every day in their life whether you're driving down the road or at work somebody does something doesn't matter who they are if they piss you off annoy you have something you won't you're gonna think negative towards them i mean everybody says oh i i think great about everybody i accept everybody that's fine and most people do i mean regardless of what i've ever said or done and i can't speak for anyone else but regardless of whatever i've ever said and done I don't have anything against anybody. I mean, unless I'm, they've like personally wronged you. Cause... Well, yeah. If 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 they're a criminal or if they've personally wronged, then that's a different story. But I mean, at the end of the day, as long as you are a 
generic Joe Blow minding your own business, I don't care who you are or what you do. But at the but also, I mean, I'm gonna say and do within legal matters what I want to. I mean, it's, I love that you had to specify that. Well, you don't specify that, and then people think you're out here doing hate hate crimes. So, but yeah, no, I mean. It, Everybody has the freedom to think and believe what they want to, and as well, everybody has the freedom to say what they want to. Whether you say the N-word yourself, whether you just listen to it in music, whether you sing along to it, regardless, and I'm only using the N-word because what we, you know, we're talking about. I mean, at the end of the day, under free speech, whether you like it or not, as long as you are not directly threatening somebody's life or intending to cause direct bodily harm, anybody and everybody can say any word they want to. As long as there is not direct, as long as there not, is not a direct threat to bodily harm or threat of death, you can say whatever you want to. And, you know, it, maybe it's because I'm a, you know, white male that's had a decent life. I've gone through my troubles. I've had hard times. But, I mean, maybe it's because I'm a white male that's had a fairly simple life that I see it like this. But, I mean, I just, I don't see the point in getting upset over words. You hear them. You don't have to like them. But then you move on. If you choose to take a statement or something said and you sit on it all day and let it boil and upset your life well that's your choice I mean if you can't move on from a simple word or someone cussing at you then maybe you shouldn't go outside or be on the internet that is another thing I have never ever understood people who go to social platforms like Instagram or Facebook and post fucking very controversial topics and then get surprised when people respond to them. Like, no shit, you are prompting a conversation when you post it. Well, I mean, you don't even have to post anything. If if you go outside, if you exist, as uh, unless you state otherwise, you are guaranteed and accepting and willing to engage in conversation. If you're walking down the street and some homeless dude walks up to you and goes, hey man, give me five give me five bucks. I mean, unless you unless you sit there and tell him no, I don't have any money or something like that, I mean he has every right to ask you. If someone walks up to you and regardless of what skin color you are, calls you a racial slur of any sort, I mean, no, you don't want that, but you're out and about. You have to accept that people are going to say what they want to. And, again, as free-thinking, able-bodied humans, that's just something we have to accept, is that people are going to say and do what they want to. Some people not following legal matters, but, I mean, that's that's their choice. <laughs> right. Uh, I, I do. <laughs> just for a second... Go back to how you were trying to don't, give the example of the homeless Don't you guy. do it. Don't you, you do it. Yeah, I was going to say five money. Don't don't you dare. Stop it. Leave <laughs> me alone. Five money. <laughs> uh, good job being all country inclusive. Didn't specify the dollar. You just got to have five okay, money. Okay, well, it's, it's been said and studied that people who stutter over their words and mess up phrases are geniuses because their mouth is moving faster than their brain. Wait, that's not the way, right way around. <laughs> now I just look like an idiot. Don't, it's whatever. <laughs> <laughs> we'll totally cut this part out. <laughs> no, you can leave it in. I mean, it's... <sighs> But yeah, I mean, that whole thing right there is what this podcast is about. The perfect podcast for imperfect people. We're just two guys sitting here talking, and we want people to join our conversation, share their experiences and their stories with us, and we'll eventually have other people on and we'll have actual topics. But, I mean, it's just the point of the matter that nobody's perfect. Everybody messes up. Everybody does things that they will one day regret and I mean it's 
you know, we all make mistakes. We all do things wrong. We're all human. Yeah, of course. I, I, I do think that one of my biggest fears is becoming known on the internet and then fucking up in any manner and just getting cancelled and then just having literally everything that I have worked for just taken away like that all because of any, any sort of small mistake because once you have a platform all eyes are on you they, people are watching every tiny action you make and if you do the slightest thing that upsets the majority of the people you're fucked well and, and that's another thing as well is we need to cancel cancel culture because it's nothing but a vulturous act I mean it's again nobody's perfect whether or not you agree with him and personally I've never listened to his music and I don't agree with you know what he did doing it in public and that kind of thing much less saying it period but with the whole Morgan uh, Waylon Wallen, whatever his last name is, that whole situation. I mean, people say there's no excuse to say it regardless. And if you say it once or if you say it in public or in any manner, that means that you're accepting of saying it and are willing to say it more than once. But that's not true either. He was intoxicated. He was having a good time with his friends. He was living his life as a person not an entertainer that was his personal life the fact that someone filmed him out in public was honestly invading his privacy and then people come up with the argument of well as soon as you put anything out on the internet or you get big you have no right to privacy and that's not fair either because it doesn't matter if you're behind a screen up on the stage on a YouTube video or if you're a politician Everyone is entitled to their privacy and their right to life, whether you agree with it or not. And of course, I mean, it's it's stuff like that that he didn't directly mean any harm with it. He wasn't saying it in a negative way. He wasn't saying it in a belligerent, racist way. I mean, regardless of how you view the word. He was, if you listen to the clip and don't only pay attention to the fact that he said the N-word, he was telling his friend, I guess the designated driver, I, I don't know, the clip's a little blurry and hard to tell, but he was telling somebody to take care of his friend and get him home. Presumably telling the designated driver to get the drunk friend home. Sure, he included the N-word, and he didn't have to, but it's the fact of the matter that he was trying to look out for one of his friends. He was drunk. He was having a good time. Everybody makes mistakes, especially when they're under the influence. People drink and drive. People rob stores. People say things. It's, it's... I'm not going to advocate for the criminal activity, but I will advocate for the fact that under the influence or not, people make mistakes. And it all goes back to the fact that we're human course and that's another thing is it's why I don't really post my face on the internet purely out of fear that when if and when I ever get any sort of platform people will know what I look like especially out in public and I don't like the idea of having all eyes on me even though I'm just trying to do shit like grocery shop you know it goes back to having a right to privacy like if I ever get a platform and people actually care about me and what I have to say and like want to come up to me like hey what's well it's good whatever fucking I have no issue with that but it's people just fucking sitting two aisles over while I'm trying to grab some fucking cereal or some shit with a camera just recording everything I do trying to fucking see if I make some mistake that really bothers me. Yeah. It's why in any video you may see of me I'm wearing a fucking mask. It's why you know I don't have my face on any of my social media except for Facebook which is completely separate from everything that I am online. Yeah, and I mean, it's... it's I, I agree. I mean, it's... I don't... 
I mean, I don't normally post my face on anything or post anything of mine, period. On anything, I'll share stuff that I agree with, but I don't post anything of my face just because I don't care. It's nobody else's business what I'm doing. And, like, with starting this podcast or, you know, YouTube or Twitch or whatever, because I stream on Twitch as well, I don't run a face cam on there, even though... You know, I'm not popular, and we'll see if this podcast goes anywhere. But regardless, it's the fact of I don't need people knowing everything about me. I want people to know me. I want I want people to, you know, come and make a family, have a good time, you know, enjoy ourselves. But And I agree with the whole fact of if any of this goes anywhere or if I ever get big in anything... I don't mind people coming up saying hello. I talk to random people on the streets whenever they approach. I give homeless people money, stuff like that. I don't mind being a social person. But whenever you intrude on someone's privacy and personal life is when it becomes too much. And that's where cancel culture and that kind of thing really pisses me off. Is They will dig to the deepest depths of anything they can and stalk you if you get big in order to find the slightest thing to try and mess you up and it's all because you're famous and they're not like uh fucking what was it a few years ago guardians of the galaxy director james gunn had some fucking like eight-year-old tweets dug up of some really shit jokes he made in poor taste and as a result he got fired from directing uh guardians of the galaxy 3 yeah i mean Um, it's it's stuff like that especially People change. For example, look at Robert Downey Jr., right? He was a criminal. He was a general lowlife. He was, in my personal opinion, as a law-abiding citizen, someone who works my ass off and doesn't break any significant laws. I mean, he was lowlife scum. He... You're sitting there laughing, but I mean, I say no significant laws, because I have speeding tickets and stuff like that. But I mean, I've never sold drugs, I've never robbed a store or anything like that. But back to my point, he he was, like I said, in my opinion, low-life scum. He went to prison, he served his time, he realized, oh wait, this isn't who I want to be, this isn't me. He cleaned himself up, and look at where he's at now. He does million-dollar charity deals, he's a great actor, he's a down-to-earth guy he's he's human he makes mistakes everybody does things that in the time once one time or another seems like a good idea or seems like in good fun which later down the road they might go back and say hey that's not me that's not what I want to do and then they change for example and I know this is the first episode but I mean I'll, I'll get into it me personally uh, years ago from you know generally I, I have to dedicate it to my raising and the opinions and point of views that were put on me I was genuinely a racist piece of shit kid I mean I I if if you weren't white I would look down on you I would say the n-word I would do stuff like that and I admit this, and I'm perfectly fine saying this, because of the fact that that's not me. I have changed. I got away from that, you know, that way of life, those opinions, and I accept more. And since getting out of that, um, that raising and, you know, that livelihood, I discovered that I was bisexual. I accept every race. I mean, I, I accept, um... I accept the LGBTQ plus community more, if I got that right. I mean, uh, that's we'll get into that later, why I say more. Um, but I mean, it, it's overall the fact that people change. We're allowed to make mistakes to a certain extent, and as long as you learn from your mistakes, there's nothing wrong with making them. Everybody that, changes. That's part of why the statement, a product of their time or a product of their environment is silly because as you are living proof, people are capable of changing. It doesn't matter where they come from or you know, the type of environment they had. You were capable of taking a look inward and being like, oh wow, this is a really shitty way to live. 
and you fucking changed. Yeah, no, I mean, I was losing friends. I never, I didn't have a girlfriend. I mean, I was always pissed at life. I hated everything. I mean, but I, I was able to, once I got away from the things that were causing me to think that way, I opened my eyes. I saw, hey, this isn't who I want to be. And I fucking changed. And it, it's, it's shit like that. The fact that cancel culture as a whole sees that, oh, this person made a mistake, or they said this thing, or they thought this way. They must always be like this. And they don't allow people to change. And that's, that's one of the biggest things I absolutely despise about cancel culture in particular, is the fact that in their eyes, nobody has the ability to change. And that's just outright not true. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, it's entirely up to a desire to change. It's not any sort of outside interference that prohibits it. It's solely up to the person to look inward be like, oh wow, uh, this is this is fucked. I need to change this. And if they willingly live with that sort of shit, then uh, that's something entirely different. Yeah, I mean, if if you are raised in hatred, if you accept and willingly put yourself in a environment of hatred of any sort. If, if you allow yourself to live in an environment of any sort of hatred, dislike, distaste, whatever it may be, and you willingly live in that environment, you don't make an effort to change, you will forever live that way. And exactly. that's, that's why, you know, I am so proud of the fact that I was able to change, and I will toot my own horn here, and this is why I'm public and, you know, accepting of it, is the fact that people make mistakes. Hold on, real quick, sorry. Uh, are you drinking fucking Dasani water? <laughs> yeah. The fuck is wrong with you? You know what's in that shit? It'll kill you. You know how much salt they put in there? That's the goal. No, okay, well, fair enough. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's cheap. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, yeah, back to the topic. I mean, it's, uh, I'm, I'm open and I'm proud of, of the fact that I've changed because anybody can change their life if they want to. I mean, I moved down to Florida going to school for a year because I wanted to change my life and I wanted to make a better life for me and my girlfriend. I could have happily stayed where I was doing the same mundane, you know, low-paying shit for the rest of my life, struggling, hating life, being who I was, but I decided I didn't want to do that. And now I'm going to a school to potentially get a job that could, in my later years, make me upwards of six-figure salaries. And through exactly. and through moving and getting out of that environment, I was able to see the world a little more, understand a little more, accept more people. And, uh, I mean, regardless of what... Sorry, and I'll, I'll let you talk in a minute. I know I'm rambling on here. Uh, but, I mean, regardless of what situation you were in, the best thing you can do in any situation about anything is research research and get to know people if you have heard or see somebody a certain way look into it look up on google find out if it's true understand that google and certain news outlets are politically and racially biased so look through every source you can and if that doesn't get you the information you want go to the person directly or the people directly that you are confused about. Exactly. Uh, I had a fucking comment to make, but it totally slipped my mind. Amazing. <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, it, I, I, it wasn't until I talked to people that were in the LGBTQ+, and I'm going to stutter through that every time because they keep adding on to it, it, was, it wasn't until I opened my mind and my eyes and talked to people that were in that community that I realized, hey, I am bi. I, I, I can happily go both ways. 
and my life's been fine ever since. I mean, it's... And, and, you know, I know we're bouncing around on topics here and, you know, whatever. But, I mean, with that as well, with the whole, uh, you know, LGBTQ plus community, something I don't understand and something I won't answer, and hopefully somebody can answer this, is why do we make such a big deal of people publicly coming out? Especially, you know influencers, athletes, musicians, stuff like that. Why does it matter? If that's their life, let them live it. I don't understand why we have to make a big deal or celebrate it as if it's such a hard thing, in my opinion, to be anything other than straight or cis. What Well, no, cis has to do with what you identify as. But, I mean... I, I don't understand why we make such a big deal out of people being anything other than straight. I, I think it has a lot to do with, up until very recently, you know, people who were gay, people who were bi, people who were trans were incredibly fucking discriminated <laughs> against to the point of literal hate crimes. And so, being able to come out into a public platform and be like, hey, this is who I am. If you have an issue with that, go fuck yourself. And it's a matter of being able to not so much doing so because of them being, you know, gay, fucking bi, trans, anything in between. It's just because of the ability that they can now and that they're protected to because you know again, the uh, LGBTQ community were very recently protected for uh, from fucking hate crimes like if someone attacks you because you're bi that is considered a hate crime and I think it's just trying to show some level of progression in regards to acceptance towards people unlike yourself yeah i mean i i do understand that and i'm i'm happy that it has become that way for everyone and i'm you know before anybody sits there and assumes that you know i'm just saying i'm bi i mean i've been i think i really discovered that i was about middle school or so and i told some of my closest friends and one of them ended up spreading it around the school to everyone that I was by and that I was going to kill myself because I was and stuff like that. I mean, that was definitely hard. And I have been bullied and had comments made towards me because of who I am. And I mean, it's it was definitely difficult. But as well, I mean, in my personal opinion, and it might just be me, but the fact that I was able to tell people that and they had hatred towards it made me feel good because it made me feel like I knew who I was more and whenever they were saying these things and spreading rumors and stuff like that and I knew they weren't true it made me feel like I had the upper hand because hey I'm just some dude I know who I am I accept who I am if you don't know who you are and don't accept who you are that's a life problem you have to figure out so I mean it's in my opinion at least I've I've come out to people I've never been congratulated I don't need to be I don't want to be if everybody else needs to be well I guess that's them but I guess my whole thing is I just I don't understand why and I, I mean again I, I understand what you said and I do agree with it but I just I don't understand why we make it such a big deal people are who they are as long as they're not hurting you let them live their own damn motherfucking lives. It's as simple as that. <laughs> uh, I, as well, am also bi. Um, I've been kind of, you know, uh, I've been tossing back and forth trying to figure out, you know, how I really feel because, like, I am not... 
I I don't know how to explain this because like I don't want to say that I'm non-binary because I don't feel that I am. I, I'm comfortable saying that I'm a guy, but like I I don't know. I just feel in a lot of ways not feminine but not masculine. If that makes sense, like I I just kind of exist. Yeah, I mean I, I'm not going to say I completely understand that when it comes to the whole understanding of gender studies and that kind of thing, which I am I will say I'm having to learn more and start to accept more because I was always raised as there are only two genders and I mean it, it, I guess at the end of the day uh, I don't know. See, I, I, I want to sit here and say, technically speaking, you either have a penis or vagina. In some situations, you have both, in which case you are a, I believe it's what, hermaphrodite when you have both? Yeah, hermaphrodite. Um, I mean, technically speaking, whatever you have between your legs is on your birth certificate. That's what you are. However, how you identify is something else and I mean again I'm not gonna go deep into it or talk on it just because I don't understand it and I'm still learning more and I don't have anything to say towards it but excuse me I mean at the end of the day I don't know how gender identifiers impact sexual orientation but I know as a cis male I mean I I identify as bi for the fact of I am relationship-wise attracted to women, sexually attracted to women. However, I mean, I am occasionally, not not every guy that exists, but I mean, to, to in certain situations, I do find myself attracted to males. And it's, it's stuff like that. And I mean, I, I know I'm a guy. I, I appreciate my penis. I will rock my penis around the world for as long as I can. <laughs> but, I mean, it's... Yeah. I I don't know. Again, I don't understand why... My other thing is, I don't understand why everything has to have a label. Let's just be the human fucking race and be who we are. What does it matter? I do feel like... In a lot of instances, labels are very divisive, and uh, as a result, what is supposed to be a very progressive thing ends up kind of taking one step forward, two steps back, in that it, it starts infighting where there doesn't really need to be. Like, it's great to have terms to understand who someone is, but if we just live our entire lives within certain labels and we get upset when someone with a different set of labels starts fucking throwing you shit then we're, we're, we're no further than where we started we're just fucking living in this one moment of stasis where fucking we feel we've progressed so far, which to an extent we have, but we haven't progressed the way we should have. No, and I mean, my thing with it is, with the whole label situation, I was, I'm, I'm a southern boy, I've always been a southern boy, I was raised on manners, using yes sir, yes ma'am, no sir, no ma'am. I use that regardless of who I'm dealing with, and that becomes difficult because if I open a door for somebody, and or you know, someone asks me something, and I respond to someone who visually appears to be a male, I'm going to say yes, sir. If someone who visually appears to be a woman, I'm going to say no, ma'am. And that becomes difficult because then it turns into the fact of me trying to have manners is now misidentifying or mislabeling people, and then they get upset with that. But as well, I don't know your labels. I don't know what you identify as, and I don't feel that within a normal 
everyday atmosphere, everyone should be expected to, for example, if you're at Arby's and the cashier asks if you want some sort of sauce, and, you know, in my situation, I would say, yes, sir, no, sir, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. If it's a female, I'm going to go, no, ma'am, or yes, ma'am. I shouldn't have to go, okay, um, before I answer that question, how do you identify, what are your labels, and then answer off of that, because then that's taking up, and in my opinion, wasting everybody's time. If I go to a convenience store or restaurant to get something, I just want to get in and out. I mean, I don't know you on a personal level. However, that being said, my friends, my family, people I know and care about, if they, you know, and I hate using this term, but it's the term everyone uses, if they come out and tell me their labels or their identifiers, then I will, to the best of my ability, use that. But I hate how we've come to a point in the progression where everyone is expected to always identify correctly or request to know your identifiers before speaking to each other. A very simple fix to the exact scenarios you presented. Uh, I worked at a grocery store for about 10 months. And the way that I usually get around that is if on the off chance I did misidentify someone, I, I would just be like, oh shit, sorry. Uh, like if I said yes sir, they're like, actually, it's ma'am. Uh, I'd be like, oh, sorry ma'am. It's just that quick correction that it may not seem like a lot, but it, it means a world to them that you took just that one second to correct what you said well yeah and i mean i don't respect yeah i understand that and I, I don't have a problem with doing that i haven't had a situation in which that's you know rised but if it has or if it does i will do that but again it goes back to the fact of in the situation with like cashier i don't know you i don't know your personal life i don't know if i'll ever see you again in that situation why do the labels matter so much? And again, I might not understand because I am a cisgendered, you know, male. I identify as a male. I don't understand, you know, how other people do it. But I, if it's not on a personal level, I truthfully don't understand why it matters. It, this is a mixture of things between, you know, the identifiers and then understanding that words shouldn't hurt you. And I guess that's my confusion, is the fact that if you visually appear as a male, but you identify as a woman, and I call you yes sir, or I respond with yes sir, and in in your, you know, and I don't want to say this incorrectly, so if I say it wrong, it's because of ignorance, and I apologize. But in your head, or as you identify as, if you identify as a woman, and I call you yes sir, because you visually look like one, I don't understand why there's such a big deal made out of it. Again, that simple interaction shouldn't have that big effect on your life. If it does, then, I mean, I feel like that's something you have to sort out. I, I do believe that also goes back to a product of our environment, because I, I live in one of the most left-leaning states of this country, and so... Uh, people, especially of that uh, um, demograph, will be a lot more comfortable being open about you know their identity and whatnot. And so, as a result, it's just be, it's become so normalized that I forget that in other parts of the country, people are still they they, they are as open about it, and it's. I think that's where a lot of our kind of errors in communication come from is because like seeing the amount that I have you know seeing just how open everyone is about who they are I immediately think that it's like that everywhere rather than you know some parts of the country people people are still you know closeted they still haven't wanted to, you know, express that about themselves. 
and well, I mean, those who have. Sorry, I just wanted to butt in real quick. I mean, I don't know if it Go necessarily ahead. depends on where it is in the world. I think everywhere there are still closeted people because, I mean, technically speaking, to everybody except for my parents with my understanding, I mean, they might know, I don't know, but as far as I'm aware and I'm concerned, I have been openly accepting and willing to tell everybody that I am bi except my parents, and that's for the fact that regardless of what they say the environment i grew up in with them was you know a very towards other people was a very disgusting hate-filled environment and it's it was always put down everybody but your family and your friends and i mean with that knowing how they've talked about you know openly I'm just going to use the term gay because it's simple. I apologize if I'm not addressing everybody or someone doesn't feel addressed, but for the fact of keeping it simple, uh, I'm just going to use the term gay. So they've it's always been, you know, if if they're not straight, you know, if they're not family friends, if they're not living how you do, they were never accepted. So it's it's hard to come out to my parents just for the fact of, sure, they may say they accept me, but knowing how they've talked about those who are gay or whatever, it makes it difficult. Right. I, I can understand that anxiety really well. Um, I was a bit fortunate because I kind of realized who I was fairly early in life. And as a result, I was able to talk to, at first, my mother about it, and she was very, very supportive, and then, as was my dad, which I'm <laughs> incredibly grateful for, because I was, like, 11 or 12 when I came out to them, mm. and at the same time, I, I get you not wanting to come out to your parents, because I can understand that fear and especially regarding the environment you grew up in we, we talked that we talked about that I think like 20 minutes ago yeah. uh, it's they there I don't want to speak over your parents but like they, they, they seem well if it's just based on the environment you grew up in you know racist kind of close-minded to well, different people i will say and i, I do want to address this before going on because how i've talked about them i make them sound like mini hitlers and that's that's not at all what they are i mean my parents are good people they're hard-working middle-class people they've they've given me an amazing life and plenty of opportunities and they continue to support me in everything i do um it's i i will say and agree that they less so my mother more so my father um, well, no, I will say majority, if not all, my father, because my mother, I've had deeper conversations with her, and I did, she was actually the person I talked to about being depressed and having anxiety and that kind of thing, but, I mean, at least my father has always been a fairly closed-minded, I, I don't want to necessarily say racist, because, again, he he doesn't go out in the world just to directly hate on people that aren't white however i will say he has been more lenient to say things against people that aren't more white and if that makes him racist then so be it <laughs> excuse me um but i mean it's if any if nothing else i will say that my father at least has always been fairly closed-minded um However, that being said, you know, I do still love both of my parents immensely, and I always will. I just chose not to live in the environment they more so my father has created. Um, right. And I mean, I, I can't put all the blame on my father. His father um, was a drunkard piece of shit, and again, it goes back to... If you live in an environment you choose not to change from it, you will live in that environment. And my father takes heavily after his father, whether he wants to admit it or not. And I think it's more so just the fact that from 
the time he was raised in and how his father treated him, he's just chose not to change out of that, you know, mindset and that livelihood. Again, he's he's a great fucking dude. I've had some of my best times with my father. It's just due to his raising, he's always been fairly close-minded. And so on and so forth. But it's... Yeah. Yeah. Uh... Mental illness is also a good topic to talk about because I I don't feel like it has enough of a platform. Well, it does, but it could always have more. Um, I mean, in my opinion, mental illness and, you know, the sexuality topic, both of them, especially with newer generations... They're being spoken about every day, all day, on all platforms that they can be. I There doesn't go a day by that I don't see something about, you know, mental awareness, help, uh, anxiety, support, you know, uh, whatever sexuality or identifier you are, you know, groups with that or understanding who you are. I mean, long story short, they are talked about a lot. It's more so the fact that they're not as accepted and especially mental right. health I mean the whole sexuality thing in identifiers is becoming accepted more and more every day the majority of the population in some way shape or form has their own identifier and sexuality that they live by and that's fine however mental illness and you know suicide and that kind of thing is still seen by, from what I can tell, a large majority of the population as a sign of weakness. I mean, again, the environment that I grew up in and such. When I told my mother about my anxiety and depression, she was very open with it, told me that you know she had suffered from the same stuff and helped me get it figured out. I was on medication for a while, didn't like how it turned me, so... So I went to um, I went to therapy uh, therapy for a little bit. Didn't quite enjoy that either. So then I started meditating. I have found personally that meditation works for me. I'm not going to get into that right now. But regardless, it's my father was very again closed-minded about it. He saw it as a sign of weakness. I told him about it. We had a heart-to-heart, and then later on, he ended up kind of laughing and joking about it, because in his mind, depression, anxiety, that kind of thing was something that just came and went. It it was a random thing here and there, not that it bothered you every day. Um, And the more I talked to him about it, he did come to understand it and accept it and, you know, talk to me about it, and he checks in every once in a while with it. Um... So, I mean, I will say people, especially the older generations, are slowly starting to accept and understand and learn that mental illness is a real thing and that it affects everybody differently. However, worldwide, I think it's still primarily seen as a sign of weakness over the fact that this is something we have or may have and it's something we can't necessarily avoid yeah I uh I've been living with mental illness fairly untreated for about three four years now and it's I've just very recently started looking for you know psychiatrists just to see what can be done to help me because on one hand I can be on top of the fucking world and then the next I, I, I'm sitting here writing notes and that's terrifying to me and I, I've, I've always heard you know from literally everyone around fucking don't, don't, don't ever be afraid to reach out and it's hard to do that when I'm in that mindset because like I I always feel like I'm fucking bothering them especially because this type of shit happens at like fucking 3 in the morning 
while I'm just sitting awake when everyone else has gone to bed. Um, well, with that and, you know, the whole getting upset at night, I, I, I believe everybody does that. Our worst decisions and our worst thoughts come at night when we're alone, just because we do feel alone. Um, and I mean as well, and I, I've had the same shit happen. I mean, I've, I've had a girlfriend that I love very near and dear for almost three years. I've, um, you know, I've got a good life going. I've, I've made stuff happen for myself that I won't, but there have been nights while I'm going to school that I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to jump in my car, drive down the Florida Turnpike in oncoming lanes 120 and fucking just take it all out. But then you have to sit back and realize, okay, I feel like shit right now. My deepest, darkest thoughts are full in my head right now. But I don't know what tomorrow will bring. And that's the biggest thing I have to say to anybody considering, is you never know what tomorrow will bring. When, before I met my girlfriend, uh, I'd say not even shit it might have been a week or two before i met her my girl uh my girlfriend yeah no my grandmother uh passed away from cancer my grandmother was the closest person i had ever been to i mean i my grandmother was the person that filled my heart she was the light in my life that actually helped me uh step out of the environment i was in and it was when she passed away I my life was destroyed it was over I or so I thought I mean I poured my eyes at her bedside when she passed I bawled my eyes out at her funeral and ever since then up until recently I had not cried I mean I thought I had drained every tear out of my body I I mean I I was for sure that I had destroyed my tear ducts because of how much I cried. And after she passed, before I met my girlfriend, I had tried to, I had considered and then tried to drown myself, I'd say about five or six times because I was, I was just done. I thought everything was over, I didn't want to be around anymore, and my life just it fucking sucked or so I thought um, and every time I pulled myself out of it because I didn't something told me it wasn't right I kept going kept going kept living life and the day I met my girlfriend was the day I had decided that it was going to absolutely be it I was gonna go home however it was gonna be I was just gonna off myself that day. I was gonna be done, no more. I That was the day I had decided. I met a girl, got her Snapchat, talked to her. I was at home running a bath to drown myself when she texted me. And it was because of her and this new light coming into my life and things starting to go uphill that I pulled out of it and I was like this just isn't worth it and the biggest thing you'll hear from any suicide attempt survivor is that as soon as they whether they jumped off a building whether they you know we'll, we'll just use the the guy that jumped off of the uh, Golden Gate Bridge he said that as soon as he jumped he wanted to go back onto that ledge he said as soon as he jumped he realized he had made a mistake and I think that's the thing we all need to remember is no matter how hard life gets no matter how dark it gets no matter how far down the tunnel the light gets there is always tomorrow and if you really want to you will and you can make a change I mean it's from personal experience again I've had some of my darkest days at or technically nights or mornings whatever you want to call it at two three o'clock in the morning because i was sitting in my room alone with the lights off i was ready to end it all thought tomorrow can't be any better but it was it's always been 
And even though your life might go shit for weeks, months, years on end, you still don't know what tomorrow will bring. And that's what you have to live to, is tomorrow. And you have to keep living till tomorrow. And the tomorrow after that. And the tomorrow six years down the road. And the tomorrow up until the day you die from old age. Because regardless of if you believe it or not, regardless of if you want to believe it or not, there are people who love you. There are people who care. There are people who will whether it's your parents or friends or a loved one, will drive 10, 15 hours overnight to come be with you. It might not seem like it. You might not know how to ask them. And it might feel like you're bothering them. And I was in the same situation, but one night I did have to sit down and seriously ask and go and talk to somebody and be like, hey, I feel like my life is ready to come to an end. And I was scared it hurt to talk to him. I mean, I I genuinely thought I felt real pain in my body as I was talking to them through this. And they, in my opinion, rightfully so, got upset about the fact that I was considering ending my life. But they talked to me. They sat with me for hours. We talked from, I think, about 2 in the morning till about 6 o'clock the next night. Just talking. Just going back and forth. Occasional crying here and there, but just talking back and forth. Enjoying the presence of one another. And I know suicide rates and depression rates have gone up since isolation and quarantine and COVID and everything. But at the end of the day, live for tomorrow. And if you feel like you have to talk to somebody, talk to somebody. There are hotlines out there. You All you have to do is, well, you don't even have to dial a few numbers. You just go to Google, type in suicide, uh, National Suicide Hotline. You click it on Google. It'll auto-dial it in your context. You call them. You talk to them. They won't push. They won't judge you. They are just there for you. And that's the biggest thing, is at the end of the day, there will always, in some manner, whether it's personal or a stranger, there will be somebody there for you. And there will always be tomorrow. Always. <sighs> oh, that was a very heavy topic to end this episode on. Fuck, yeah, it, it has been an hour, hasn't it? Shit, why'd you let me talk that I, long? <laughs> I recall you actually reaching out to, I think it was me and Stale, one, one of those times. And, um, really grateful that you did because like uh, I know that you were really going through some shit that day um, to the fact that I was able to just talk to you and to be able to get you to fucking laugh when you were at a point like that just kind of at least brighten that night if nothing else I was really grateful for that and I, I, I think that talking about your mental illness, reaching out to literally anyone, it, it should be normalized. It shouldn't be shamed. It, it shouldn't be, you know, fucking, why don't you just fucking suck it up? It's all in your head type shit. And it, like, I just, I feel like people deserve the chance just to talk about what they feel and to be able to get it out of their systems because any jar under pressure for too long will inevitably shatter and if you rather than let yourself build up and then shatter if you are able to release that pressure before it gets to the breaking point, then I feel like you'd be a lot better off. Yeah, no, and I mean, I'll throw in a few more things and then we will wrap it up, but even if you feel like you're going to bother somebody or hurt somebody's feelings or keep somebody up late at night if you need to talk, it is better to annoy them, talk to them, upset them in the time, and get those feelings and those emotions out 
and become happier and get those feelings off your chest than to never talk to them <laughs> and end up, you know, hurting yourself or killing yourself. Because at the end of the day, anytime anyone kills themselves, the people around them always go, what could I, what could I have done? How could I have talked to them? How should I have reached out to them? There's there's always the fact that they wanted to do more for you. They wanted to talk to you. They wanted to spend time with you, but they didn't know how because they could see that you were struggling. Whether you believe it or not, when you have depression, anxiety, or you're ready to kill yourself, it shows. It, it does show. It can be seen. It's just the fact that you have to willingly allow people to step in and talk to you and if you don't do that it's not going to go right and again it's not going to be easy we can sit here all day and talk about how you know all you have to do is open up and talk to somebody but until you actually do it you will never understand how much relief it actually truthfully brings you right so with all that in mind, um, we are going to go ahead and wrap it up here because just over an hour of uh, us going back and forth. Um, we will work on getting some sort of email or something set up so that way if anyone would like to send anything in for topics or questions, advice, etc whatever uh, if anyone wants to send anything in to talk uh, we can surely do so and we highly suggest it if you did enjoy this podcast uh, please follow it on spotify add it to your uh, download so you can listen to it offline and uh, whatever else there may be uh, but i guess at the end of the day, I'm Cody, and he's JC, and we hope you enjoyed. Remember, there's always tomorrow. Okay.